0: This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. This podcast deals with real talk on mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, healing from trauma, dealing with grief, understanding personality disorders, and much, much more. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. I'm happy you're joining in. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about trauma responses and we're going to see what is your response to trauma and stress and see if we can give you some tools to help heal it. We all respond to trauma and stress in many different ways and unfortunately none of us have avoided trauma or stress in our lives. We might not have had severe trauma We might not have severe stress, but even a small amount can change how we view the world and how we manage our nervous systems and our bodies when we're in a panicked or overwhelmed state. So there are four responses to trauma. There's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. There's four different types of trauma responses, and as we go through this uh, podcast today, I'm going to explain them in more detail, but first I want to start with what does trauma even look like, and we're talking about first and foremost childhood trauma, because the childhood trauma tends to set the tone for how we manage stress as we get older, and we may have had a very healthy childhood and had an extreme trauma in our uh, teen or adult lives, which will also shift us, so even though we might have handled things in a very healthy way before, uh, our new way of handling things because of this overwhelming stressor has shifted us. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well, but mainly we're going to talk about childhood trauma, your responses to the trauma, what is your response style, how your nervous system reacts, and how can we help heal it. Here is what childhood trauma may look like. It could be in dealing with parents who have intense mood swings or personality disorders. A child not being cared for properly by the parent. The parent might be neglectful, might be abusive, may be absent, may be working a lot and not able to take care of the child, and the child sometimes gets parentified. The child has to take care of the other siblings, or they have to take care of themselves even though they're very young. A child not having their emotional needs met. So the parent may be home, may be feeding the child and dressing the child and getting them ready for school and things like that, but they have no emotional availability for the child so the child doesn't feel seen, heard, or nurtured. Not spending time with the child, being too busy, uh, a working parent that isn't able to be with the child, even though the parent may mean well and is doing their best to support the child financially, the lack of emotional experience and a lack of quality time does turn into a traumatic event for a child. A child not feeling safe by their parents, if the parents are abusive to each other, if the parents are abusive to the children, even if it's not abuse in the sense of physical, it could be emotional abuse, yelling, volatile home, throwing things. Those types of things affect the child, and the child lives in fear and very afraid of danger. Being abused by someone close to you this could be a parent, it could be a sibling, it uh, could be another family member. A teacher, a coach, a neighbor, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, all these things affect how the child feels in the world. As I mentioned earlier, a child who has to take on the parenting role, so if a parent is working all the time, then the child might have to take care of himself or herself or take care of the siblings and take care of the household, do the grocery shopping, This causes a child to miss out on being adventurous and childlike and causes them to be adult too early. And that is a traumatic event for a child. If a parent has mental illness, this affects how a child grows in the world and sees the world, especially if the parent's uh, mental illness is not treated and it's spiraling, it's up and down, if there's a psychosis, if it's volatile, if it's out of proportion and emotional. uh, This affects a child in a very severe way and the child just does not feel safe in the world. Losing a parent to a loss, to divorce, to abandonment Any loss of a parent could cause a very severe traumatic experience to the child, especially if it's unexplained, especially if it's not nurtured and the child doesn't understand or they are only understanding in their own perspective, a childlike perspective, and there's no adult taking them under their wing and helping them to navigate this new territory. Another... uh, form of traumatic experience is actually observing a trauma. So if you see something happen, if you see abuse, if you see someone hurt or violently uh, abused or violently a gunshot wound or any type of violence that you observe, that also is a traumatic event for anyone, but especially children, when they observe something like this, they internalize it. And if it's not processed, if it's not nurtured and dealt with and, and healed in the child and explained, the child is going to hold on to that. And that goes right into the nervous system. And when that traumas go right into the nervous system without any healing, any processing, then it's going to stick. It's going to stay with the person. And so as a result, there is four different trauma responses, as I mentioned earlier, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And this is very individual. How a person responds to trauma is very individual to that person and how they... Feel comfortable responding to trauma. It's not always chosen. It's just innate in their personality style and in the way that they feel the most safe. Because these trauma responses are very smart for children because it's a defense mechanism that keeps them safe from this trauma, from the danger that's around them, from feeling unsafe in their world. So let's talk about the fight response. The fight response is anger. You'll see the child angry, the adult angry. So let's let me just shift a little bit here because the children start to find a way to have a response to trauma, but we take those responses into adulthood. So you may still be using the same trauma response Um, as an adult, that you used as a child because you never healed it. You might not have known you even had it. It might just be how you live your life and you had no idea. Well, from today forward, now you have an idea. You'll understand a little bit better from this podcast. And I hope that if you find that you're still living in a traumatic response to the world, that you'll get some counseling and do the work to heal that. So then you can relax your nervous system and really come back to a a very emotionally regulated state, which is wonderful, it's peaceful, it's calm. So if you are a person who fights in response to trauma, you could be very angry, you could feel entitled, aggressive, you can you attack people, you're on the offense all the time, you have to control everything in your life. A lot of these people who are in fight mode are the bullies, They are responding to the trauma and violence and negativity in their own world, and they're projecting it onto others. So the nervous system stays in a heightened state of fighting, always fighting the world. The world is not safe. I have to fight. Keep my fists up, my metaphorical fists up. Keep my chest pumped up and always be ready because people are unkind. People are unsafe. This world is not a kind place. The next response to trauma is flight, and these people are anxious. They live in a state of fear and panic. They're always trying to avoid conflict, avoid situations that make them feel unsafe. They're worriers. They worry all the time. They also tend to be perfectionists because they want to please people and they want to not draw attention to themselves. So if they stay perfect, no one will judge them. And these people are always busy. They tend to stay busy all the time. These become the workaholics. And we're going to talk about how these responses turn into adult roles. But they're always busy. They're all, they can't sit still. They're not comfortable sitting still. They're always moving. They're in a state of flight constantly. Then there is the freeze response, and the freeze response is when we collapse under trauma, under stress. We don't fight back. We dissociate. We don't even engage. We get depressed. We feel shame. We take this traumatic event and we internalize it as if we caused it. This also looks like a couch potato, someone that just lies around and does nothing They're very slow moving, they're very indecisive. The dissociated state that happens with the freeze is one that separates the person from any kind of conflict or any kind of heightened state of trauma, stress, anything like that, conflict, it causes us to dissociate so we don't engage in what's going on in front of us. And the fourth response is called fawning. And fawning is when we appease our abuser, when we appease the people that are hurting us, when we appease them and we do whatever they want us to do so we stay safe. It's very smart of children to do whatever the abuser says to do, fall in line, be a good kid. And I say good in quotes because they're just doing what they're told to do because they want to stay safe. They don't want to get hurt anymore. And so these people who have chosen the fawning trauma response are people pleasers. They do everything they can to avoid conflict. They have no boundaries. They can't say no. They prioritize others over themselves. And they use excessive flattery because they're always trying to win people over So they're taking the attention off themselves and putting it on everybody else. These people also tend to be very exploited, whether at work, in relationships, in all different ways. Um, So when you hear these four responses, I want you to think to yourself, how do I respond to stress? How do I respond to my life and when things get overwhelming? Do I flight? Do I want to run? Do I want to avoid it? Do I fight? I get aggressive. I get mad. I want to, you know, conquer and divide. Do I freeze? I just get small and I get I collapse and I dissociate and I try to pretend it's not even happening. Or do I fawn and I try to people please and win people over and try to be perfect in the situation so no one notices me? Which one are you? And just sort of think about it for a minute. And remember, there's no judgment. The only way to heal from something is to acknowledge it. And when you can feel it, you can heal it. So we want to feel what our style of managing stress and overwhelm is. And that's how we start the healing process. If we're gonna go deeper into the healing process, once we discover our style of trauma response, and you may have more than one and you may move through all four of these, you might not just be one, but the one that stands out the most for you is probably your strongest response. Once we learn how our style is used in our lives, then we can start to manage it in present day experience. But eventually you're going to want to go back and heal what caused this in the first place. And that would be healing, inner child healing, going back to childhood. Um, Anything that was traumatic for you as a child is important to heal so you can be very, very balanced and well-rounded as an adult. So what causes these trauma responses as adults? It could be anything. Anything that reminds you of a traumatic event as a child, it could be a sound, it could be a smell, it could be something that you see, it could be an experience that you have. There's a thing called trauma enmeshment, and this enmeshment is connecting two things. So my personal experience is I was happy-go-lucky, smiling, not a care in the world, and then I got a phone call that my father died. And my enmeshment was, if I'm too happy, go lucky, I get bad news. And it took me years to figure that out. I just tried not to be too happy for years. If I was too happy, I was afraid something bad would happen. So I toned down my happiness so I could stay in a hypervigilant state so nothing bad would happen. It's illogical. It makes no sense. And I wasted many years with less than joy in my life, because I was afraid if I was too joyful, bad things happen. So you also want to think about what reminds you of the trauma. What were you doing when you were experiencing the trauma? And have you connected that activity to bad things? because a lot of times, especially as children, we have very illogical enmeshments. And so if we can weed those out, there's things that you can do to heal and understand that just because you're happy-go-lucky does not mean bad things are going to happen. There's also this theory called the polyvagal theory. And the polyvagal theory is our vagus nerve connects our brain to our heart, and that controls emotional regulation. So when we go into fight or flight or freeze responses, we get out of emotional regulation. We are dysregulated so, our heart races, we might get sick to our stomach, we might get headaches, we might get chronic pain. And so, emotional regulation is a really important factor in managing your trauma responses, learning how to regulate your emotions. But let me first explain if you live in a fight or flight state, when Dealing with the polyvagal theory what it tells us is people who live in fight or flight tend to have health issues that are above the heart. Remember the vagus nerve goes from the brain to the heart and so if there's no regulation and you're not regulating that connection to that nervous system then people with fight or flight are going to have issues above the heart which includes heart disease, neck and shoulder pain, jaw issues, migraines insomnia throat issues there's a everything above the heart happens when you are in a fight or flight and you are not able to regulate your emotions people who freeze or collapse under stress and traumatic events their health issues are below the heart and that would be digestive issues reproductive issues hips lower back pain Everything from the uh, from the heart down, uh, our physical responses quite often to how we manage stress, trauma, and overwhelm. So these are all very, very important reasons why you want to identify your style of responding to trauma, and start to heal it, and learn how to regulate your emotions. And how do we do that? We do that through first awareness you're doing it right now, you're identifying how you respond to trauma. And then notice how your body physically responds. So think about the last time you were in a stressful situation. And what was the first thing you felt in your body? Was your heart racing? Was your, did you get a headache? Did your skin get hot? Did you get sick to your stomach? And when you start to have those physical responses, that is your yellow light, that your body is getting activated, that your nervous system is getting dysregulated. And so grounding practices are really important. First is a self-talk. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting activated. I'm getting triggered. I need to calm myself. That's number one. Number two is doing some breathing exercises. Breathing deep inhales and slow exhales, square breathing exercises, double inhales. I gave you a whole bunch of breathing exercises on the podcast. You can go back and practice those. But grounding yourself, really taking in your surroundings, smells, sights, feels, look around you, tell yourself you're safe. You are safe in the situation and you're responding to something that may or may not happen. It's an anxious feeling. So you want to ground yourself. And even if you are in a situation of danger and you're literally in danger or it's a very serious situation, you still want to ground yourself because the calmer you are, the more you have access to logical thought. When you get into the fight, flight, or freeze states, you are going to cause your amygdala to kick into high gear, which causes your prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain, to go offline. And there goes your executive functioning. There goes your wise decision making. So these grounding practices are not only important When you're experiencing past traumas and stress and reliving them, they're also important when you're going through present day stressful situations or dangerous situations, you want to call on that first responder type feeling where you get really calm, grounded, take a step back and observe the situation, take in the situation and then move forward and proceed mindfully so you're safe. Your body's calm, and you make the best decisions possible. I also encourage you, if you have a hard time doing these practices, then please get the counseling you need. Trauma does not go away just by time passing. It might lessen a little bit, but it's still there. And you know this because it's how you respond to present-day trauma and stress, how you respond to overwhelm. If you get really worked up, if you want to fight somebody all the time or run away or you freeze or you're a people pleaser constantly, then you need to do some work around this issue of trauma response. Start to heal it. That's the only way to live an emotionally regulated life where you're most effective in the world. So what does a person, a grown-up person who has lived their life as a Person who flights as a response to trauma, they tend to be a workaholic, an overthinker, they live in anxiety and panic, they may be OCD, they have difficulty sitting still, they're a perfectionist, they're avoidant, they're hyperactive, and they feel very sad and lonely. People who live in a fight state have anger outbursts, they're controlling. These people are the bully, they're explosive, they're very irritable, they're judgmental, they're the people who slam doors and throw their phones, they tend to be self-harmers. People who freeze tend to have difficulty making decisions, they feel stuck, they dissociate, they feel isolated and numb, they shut down, they feel exhausted all the time, very indecisive, and they sleep a lot. And the people who fawn are people pleasers. They're always overwhelmed. They have no boundaries. They have a lack of identity. They're very codependent. They're always appeasing others, and they're very self-critical, self-deprecating. Notice which one applies to you. And again, it might not be one, it might be a couple different st- trauma responses. It's okay to identify it, it's okay to be honest with yourself. We all have a response to trauma. It's what you do with it now that makes all the difference in the world you can heal this imagine not going into a fight or flight state imagine not feeling frozen and collapsing imagine not having to please every single person you come into presence with imagine feeling whole imagine having your own identity and really loving yourself Feeling calm when you get overwhelmed or stress comes at you. You know how to regulate your body and regulate your emotions. So you are running the show. Right now, your past traumas are running the show because any stress that comes into your life now is reminding you of childhood stress and trauma. And you're responding in the same way you did as a child. It's time to step into your adult self. It's time to make adult decisions. It's time to take care of your mind, body, and spirit. Get the counseling and support that you need. Start practicing your grounding exercises and really take in the world as it is. Be honest with yourself. You are safe you are okay, you're doing very well, you're listening to a podcast to help you get stronger mentally and emotionally and physically, and I'm very proud of you. So keep doing the work, you are worth it, identify your trauma response, and start the healing process. Thanks for listening in. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please consider supporting the podcast financially by sending a Venmo to Jackie Henderson Dance, all one word, or go to the episode description and click support the show and you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Please be sure to share, tell friends, write a review, keep listening, keep growing, keep learning and become the best version of you you possibly can. Remember, you're not for everyone, but you are awesome the way you are.